Hey there. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. You did that last time. What? Not say welcome back. Did I? Well, welcome back again. <laughs> I'm retconning. <laughs> nice. We have a great show for you today. Yes. We just had a great conversation with the team over at Gusto. Yes. And just to be clear, I wanted to mention this now so that people are like, Gusto, the payroll HR company? <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> uh, not the payroll HR company. This is Gusto, a matter company. They are a creative force that brings brands to life. They're also part of a holistic effort that elevates brands at matter. With matter, they're able to leverage their myriad of services and tell better, more complete stories on behalf of their clients. We learned a lot from them on yeah. this call. I think it was really, really insightful and really helpful. I think it's been folks. really cool to hear about how a lot of the times the challenges that a lot of creatives and business owners are facing are like similar problems, but just happening at different scales. Yeah. And sort of how to navigate those and how different creative teams navigate and solve those challenges yeah. is, is actually really cool to learn about. Another thing that has been happening, I think, is I've been taking things away from these conversations and realizing that the challenges that we're talking about, these knowledge gaps are not just happening to us, mm -hmm. right? They're happening to other companies and other creatives within those companies as well. So yeah. it's, it's really, honestly, it's validating. Yeah, is, I guess, we're getting a little bit of validation for sure yeah. that we're not just like talking in our little bubble about yeah. the different challenges that are happening in the industry. They, they happen everywhere. Yeah. And so it's, it's very cool to see the different approaches. So I'm going to introduce these guys. So we sat down with Tim Bradley, Nicole Bedard, and Joe Skinecki, executive producer, art director, and senior motion designer at Gusto. And they were fantastic guests. It's the first time we had three people on. Yeah. So it, it uh, pushed us a little bit. <laughs> but, um, but in the best way. But in the best way. And, and fantastic conversation. Yeah. So we were really, really happy to talk with them. So uh, with that, why don't we just jump right into the conversation? Let's do it. Well, hello, everyone. We're here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We're really, really happy to have you. We're really happy to talk uh, with another creative team. Yeah, Because uh, really. I'm sure there's a lot that we're going to be able to dive into here. I just got to say, before I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, you guys are the first creative team that we've had as a unit. Yes. Three, yes. three people. Awesome. Uh, I think you're pushing our our limits of all technologies. <laughs> we'll find out like, together. How, yeah, how great. Yeah. Yes. Could have fooled us. Definitely. But yeah, so I, I think we should start by just having our audience get to know each of you a little bit more. And we also recognize that sometimes we've talked about this before in a, a different episode of the podcast, but sometimes creative studios will have the same name for a role. Of, and maybe sometimes that role is exactly the same in terms of activities or tasks, but sometimes it's different. So could each of you give us an idea of who you are, what you do, and kind of what Gusto is all about? And maybe I'll I'll start by, I've, I've heard the term popcorning it over to uh, Tim to kick things off. <laughs> awesome. I like that. Uh, yeah, so I'm Tim Bradley. I'm executive producer at Gusto, uh, also VP with Matter, the agency holistically. Gusto, I kind of like to describe it as like the moon to the earth of the greater agency where we're like yeah. very autonomous and there's that gravitational pull, of course, but like we're mostly out to, um, you know, create and serve our own clients. Uh, independently which is awesome and yeah there's 22 creatives on our team 
a healthy chunk of that are motion designers and animators, which uh, Nicole and Joe can introduce here in a second. And then the rest of the group uh, is rounded out by writers, director of photography, director, editors, podcast producers. Nice. Uh, yeah, in our footprint. <laughs> About half the groups here on the East Coast, sort of like Boston, Metro North, and then Denver and Portland, Oregon. Nice. I'm going to popcorn it over to Nicole. Awesome. Hey, so I'm Nicole Bedard, and I'm an art director here at Gusto. So I help, you know, lead our motion graphics and animation team. Sort of a fun fact, when I started here seven years ago, I was the first full-time motion graphics hire. Nice. In that, yeah, which is which is very cool. So in, in that time, the team has grown to seven with experiences in you know all kinds of disciplines and expertise so it's been super rewarding to see the team grow from its humble beginnings to where it is now oh totally and so i'll pass it over to joe hi i'm joe skinecki i'm a senior motion designer here at gusto i've been here just under five years and yeah i work directly under nicole lately now that i have a senior title i'm kind of managing some junior designers Mm -hmm. i'm kind of helping facilitate more projects. And my hands are in storyboarding and style frames and animation and all that stuff as well. Right. Yeah. It's always interesting to see even like if you've been at a company for a long time, how your roles might start to shift and change as you're as you're going up the the ladder or you're I've heard it's a both a vertical ladder and a horizontal ladder sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think it's building your (laughs) own rungs along the Mm, way too. That's a fair way of thinking about it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, so let's talk a little bit about process. You know, we know everyone's production process is different. Mm -hmm. So I'm very curious of what a typical production workflow looks like. Can you just give us like a rundown, a little overview on like what what you do with a new client when they come through? Yeah, sure. So I'm usually the first voice or face that the prospect sees. We're kind of a unique entity where it's like we have a lot of tenured clients, you know, Mm -hmm. that we've been working with for, I don't know, six, eight, 10 years respectively Mm -hmm. of our sort of like, tripod of of stable clients I like to describe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then we also have our integrated marketing and public relations peers that have their roster of clients on on retainers for those disciplines. But then those often have project needs, you know, like customer stories or or events and and, um, recruiting efforts or employer branding and things like that that we support with. And then of course, we're we're hustling, (laughs) trying to get the, the, the next new client too, right? So it's Unique challenge sort of every day, but um, ultimately starts with um, a conversation, right? Just like mm. a lot of times a client will be like, I, I need this thing. And it's not like it's a red flag, but it's kind of a yellow flag of like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> I, are you sure that's what you need? And so mm-hmm. it's a lot of just like asking thoughtful questions and, and why, mm. you know, the layers of why, like, why do you need this? And so usually that helps us understand who they're trying to talk to, of course, but where and when and why again and so develop a scope of work based on that Mm -hmm. um we've really found that each each studio is is unique but for us it's like what is that flagship piece that premiere piece Mm -hmm. we call it right that whatever it is just call it like a a 90 second explainer for new a new product launch or something like that Mm -hmm. right it's pretty pretty standard from there it's, it's helping them understand how they can leverage that asset beyond that 90 second Piece, right so you know obviously the, the social versions animated gifs audiograms static frames 
We have a couple cool stories where our, our illustrations then evolved into trade show booths nice, <laughs> on, nice. on behalf wow. of the clients, right? That's cool. So that's very cool. So a lot of just sort of like understanding how they can make the most of this this experience with us and and, and the you know the product, I guess, so to speak, right? Totally. Once like the scope of work is established, you know, it can always evolve, but at least it's like guardrails to sure we're hitting milestones and budgets uh, <laughs> accordingly and then at that point it's usually if not already a uh, conversation with nicole and joe as far as like aesthetic and and how we you know are going to approach this specific project uniquely for that client yeah i was actually going to kind of follow up there to joe and nicole about sort of at what point in the production process are you involved and how often do you manage or navigate the the client relationship or is it mostly internal like what is that what does that relationship look like for you yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm I'm involved in those conversations with Tim. Sometimes it's like directly after we have the sign scope. You know, I look at what the project needs are. Like we have generally have a good idea of what direction we're gonna go in. So at that point it's like, as I said, with a team of seven, people have a lot of different talents and skills. So it's like who on the team would be best suited for this project. And then of course we're also talking with our copywriting team to say, you know, talk about what is the story going to look like? So yeah, I you know sort of I wouldn't say trickle down, but it um, <laughs> I'm I'm brought in at that stage and then um, ripple ripple effect. That's mm. a better word. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's good. that's that's collaboration right there at its oh, yeah. finest when you're brainstorming like the right terminology yeah, to use yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I would say like after kind of what Nicole talked about kind of gets set and going when we start actually developing the style of something, you know, we move into mood boards and style frames and storyboards. That's generally where I come in and the rest of our team to try and start to really solidify what the client is looking for. Um, and a big part of that is education. Like Tim said, like, what do you really want? What do you really need? And how can you utilize it to its fullest? Maybe a character piece is the best thing to do. So along with style frames, it would be character design. It would be like showing how these different pieces can work together. And then through there, you know, following through through animation and sound design and final cut through those deliverables Tim talked about. Nice. Yeah. That, the expectations <laughs> all the way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> always. It's always needed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of leads into like the next question we had, yeah. which was kind of, you know, if I'm a marketer or a potential client, I'm, I'm coming to your door and I've. I've maybe never made an animated video before. I could be really intimidated by the whole process with everything I've done in my own research or just getting referrals from people. I'm curious what kinds of pitfalls there are at, at each stage of the process that you try to avoid and whether that's a you know communication problem or an education problem or everything in between. Like, What are some pitfalls that each of you try to avoid in the process? Because I, I imagine too that you each have a certain subset of responsibilities with the client in some way yeah for me it I, especially with a inexperience doesn't sound fair but just someone that hasn't like experienced this before usually the first word of caution that i'll explain is the levels of key stakeholders mm -hmm. right like like that seems to be something that can get glossed over if it's not accounted for early and often, right? Because it might be like a product marketing manager and like, oh, we need this this thing. Okay, sure. This seems very clear to us. And we'll go through the milestones along the way. And then towards, you know, not 
not exactly the finish line, but towards, you know, let's say animation, we're like very far along. They'll be like, oh, well, my CMO doesn't like the story or something. And so, well, this person was never included in any communication to, to, to this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's often that look in the mirror of like, is that on us? So we're trying to like really establish that precedent early, right? Like who are the key stakeholders? When do they need to be included? And then we'll often caution them like, well, actually they should all be here, you know, when we're establishing the aesthetic, when we're talking through script and we're talking through audience and things like that. So that's probably the the biggest gotcha that just falls on everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, you know, kind of makes the product marketer look bad. It makes us like just run up against deadlines or whatever uh, bandwidth is included. So yeah, that's probably the biggest one from my perspective. Yeah. And that's, I'll, I'll chime in for a second here. That's something that Alex, Alex Salzberg, Salzberg yeah. brought up last time in our, in our other podcast, which is basically like, you don't know who in the room is actually in charge of the conversation. Uh, but there's also like, who do you have to make happy? <laughs> Those are like kind of yeah. sl- sometimes two different people. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm hearing a lot of similar, the, the same problem is still happening, but at scale. Yeah, and right, that's, yeah. you know, so how do you navigate that challenge there? I heard this very, not story, but just like this quip the other day that was like, yeah, of course you want to make your CEO happy. But how do you do that by making your audience happy, right? Like mm. if your audience is happy by default, your CEO is going to be happy. So just helping them, you know, whoever's lower on the totem pole mm-hmm. understand and appreciate that. And we have to instill that trust that we are, we have their audience's best interest right. in mind, right? And that by default will make the CEO happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good framing. Like if you frame the conversation always from the audience perspective, then that's a that's a nice out for anyone. Start at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's even even if you're in that low totem pole or some somewhere in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, is this going to make the audience happy? Mm-hmm. That's always like a yeah. a mindset shift. Where you know, I've heard the phrase too. Uh, what is it like? Happy wife, happy life. And maybe there's something there that rhymes with clients. Or like, <laughs> Shout yeah. out mothers. Yeah, mother's happy Mother's yes, Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. But yeah, I don't. Nicole or Joe, did you have something you yeah. wanted to add there too? So I think for, you know, a lot of clients, there's a desire to have this thing yesterday, right? Mm. Which, which makes sense. Like the sooner it's in the world, the faster it's doing work on your behalf. But I encourage clients, you know, not to rush the process because mm-hmm. this can often come around and kind of bite us in the end. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah you get it. <laughs> we, you hear, yeah, you we, hear that, clients? Oh, yeah. You hear that? We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hear you, you know, yeah. like... <laughs> You know, visual changes, you know, for example, are easier to make, quicker to make earlier in the process, you know, a still image in a storyboard that's easier to change than once we fully animated it. So, you know, again, to use storyboards as an example, if we rush that process, there's a possibility that we then have to put even more time into the project in the animation phase, which ultimately takes longer time to complete. So, yeah, just giving each step the respect and time that it needs Mm -hmm. will ultimately lead to the best project in the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you, I forget what example it was. I don't know. It was like an Instagram story or a Mm -hmm. LinkedIn post or something like that, where some guy was like, okay, 10 minutes to draw Mm Spider-Man and two hours to draw Spider-Man and, you know, 50 hours to draw Spider-Man. You can see like the immense difference in the quality of that visual image Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of the same thing you you let the artist do their thing Mm -hmm. through your eyes and through your input but give it the time that it needs within that fun budget within that fun budget (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say uh, nicole and i often when we talk to clients so we're prepping 
something to be presented to a client, it's important to remind them of like a show versus tell mentality. Mm. Yeah. You know, we put together scripts where we work with copywriters to put together scripts. And then when those scripts are sent to the client, they tend to add a few more words. Mm. And I don't necessarily know that that means that the video will turn from 90 seconds to five minutes or mm. who knows what. <laughs> so yep, it's yep. great to have like a, you know, oh, instead of saying we do X, Y, and Z, we can show our characters or show our motion shapes doing something reminiscent of that. We mm. can show them coming together. We can show them performing an action that lets the audience and the viewer know what they're doing. You know, knowing that your viewer is smart enough to know what's going on on screen along with hearing the voiceover is mm -hmm. challenging, especially when you don't work in creative, right. you know, separating those different sides of the brain. But it's really fun when you get to do that and people are like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. The balls on screen are doing that. It's so cool. <laughs> it clicks so, and it's like, yeah, I feel like exactly. it's like, it's like when a, a, it's like a client gets to like learn a new language when they yeah. get to see something come to like the fruits of their labor come together and they're like, yeah. oh, I, I understand the process now. I understand how it all works. Yeah. It's like, you've done it. And we're so proud of you, client. <laughs> yes. And yeah. we're like, oh, my God, you guys did it. Yeah. We're sending our kids off to college. And it's the world. <laughs> <Exactly>. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things there that it reminds me of, I think, is like uh, what I realize is like we work with a lot of nonprofits. We work with folks who are who are writers, writing first mentality. And coming at it from a visual perspective is always like a, a challenge for them, I think. And it just, yeah, it just takes a little bit of time to learn the language. But once you get it, once it clicks one time, it, it's it repeatable. clicks forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. learning to ride a bike. Yeah, yeah. totally. Hmm. That's awesome. A few things we've tried to embrace. And again, it just depends on sort of the, the client individually. But like having those examples from a past experience, right? Just sort of like, all right, here's what the script and the storyboard looked like v1 and then here's the final product right so we yes. can sort of talk through and that hand holding you know might feel arduous or whatever but it's like it's it's helpful mm -hmm. you know to take that time that nicole is talking about right just to sh like taking the time on our behalf shows that we care enough for them to understand where we're trying to to go with them right the client oh, being definitely. Them. yeah yeah mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah are there a quick follow-up to like like navigating that that space between creative communication are there any opportunities in there? Like if I, again, coming at this from a new place, I've never done this before. What are my, what are some opportunities there that I can like take advantage of? So, you know, if we're talking about a client where this, this is their first experience creating a video, I think this first time will probably be what feels like the hardest. Mm -hmm. And moving forward, they'll be more familiar with the process, more comfortable with the process. And if they move forward with us, We'll already have that understanding of their brand and that experience with them so that together we can create something you know more seamlessly and that's something that we really love at gusto is creating those partnerships and those relationships so that we can be our clients champions that makes sense you're speaking our language yeah oh yeah and I I've honestly, for some reason, I've never made this kind of analogy before, but it's like, if I'm deciding I'm going to go to the gym, that's my New Year's resolution. Like, there's always a hump there to get through oh, of yeah. like this, this sort of like mental hump of like, oh, but, you know, I'm, I'm starting to question it. And I think if they're... Is if it worth it? Is it worth yeah. it? Right. And if clients are seeing like, they know that short form's coming, they know that gifts are here, but... There's there's something there yeah. that they just have to get over that first hump and then everything's smooth sailing from there. So yeah, I sure. totally feel that. Yeah. One thing that I think 
clients will discover is like Tim mentioned in the beginning, they don't necessarily know what they want or what they necessarily need. You know, we've had people come to us wanting a brand anthem and it kind of turns into more of a product explainer, or it might be something that's like, oh, this might be better fitted for a social cut that really shows off this particular product in this way. Or like, let's show your UI, like this seems like it would be a better story. Mm. So not only do they, you know, see a whole new light, but they're like, oh, we do need that. And we actually have all of these products that we would love to like go through and showcase. And after they see, you know, one, things can be templatized or Mm -hmm. things can be branded in a way that they're like, we can see all of our products doing this. This is great, Mm. which is obviously very rewarding. And it's cool to see them kind of figure that out and realize that you don't have to jam pack everything into one piece because as we see in today's market, shorter and shorter videos are becoming more popular with the advent of shorter social medias like TikTok Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it's, I don't know, it's like an evolution of things. Yeah, that's it. It's a total side note of like, do you, there was like a YouTube channel that was called like five second films or something like that. And I think we're get, we're getting back to that. Like I'm, we're circling <laughs> yes. back around. Like we started there for a while and then it got longer and then it's back to yeah, right, even right. shorter. Like one second would be all you need. It's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. And you see Gen Z getting into the workforce doing their ads now. And you're like, whoa, these kids are changing it up. Yeah. Like we're going to see, we're going to see some really incredible things soon, I think. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, like quite specifically with clients, we're like, don't sleep on the GIF. You know, it's like mm. that, that simple motion you can plug it it's so versatile in, in emails and you know yeah presentations etc that it's like it, it use that thing it's 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 for this very reason that to plant that sort of seed of an idea that like what if on their client's behalf right so it's it's excellent i'm sorry tim did you say <laughs> gif or gif <laughs> oh boy here we go the, uh, yeah this is the the whole podcast is gonna I, derail now <laughs> i always say jife just uh, to just to mix it up mix jife. it up because it can't yeah, be wrong jife. it cannot mm-hmm. be wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah good. i'm a, i'm a gift person yeah. so meanwhile i'm like checking myself i'm like what did i, say? <laughs> did I Sorry. totally fair oh, yeah cool. so i'm curious uh kind of in the interest of time as well i'm gonna yeah. maybe jump ahead a little bit How do you decide what creative mediums, we've talked a little bit about this already, but how do you decide when a a client's coming through, what creative medium is best for their potential strategy or what they're trying to go for, their goals? Because I think, Tim, you mentioned this a little bit that like sometimes you're trying to convince them a little bit. Maybe they come in and they say, hey, I want to make, you know, 30 I don't know, whiteboard videos or I want to make 30, you know, so uh, yeah, see, we got, I'm so glad you got the same reaction. It's an audio medium, but if you're, if you're listening, everyone just shifted in their seats uncomfortably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. And so how do you make the case then to be like, oh, well, let's do five videos of a different quality and a different nature. Like, what does that process look like for you all? Yeah. I mean, this, this is a squishy one, right? Cause it's like, you, you, you don't, you obviously like don't want to be like rude or mm-hmm. you, you obviously want to carry the, 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 you know, you want to be empathetic to what their goal is, like what the client's trying to achieve. And so I think it's a, the internal reminder of that whilst also, you know, being patient and being like, okay, well, you know, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Experience says this, the industry statistics say this, attention spans say this, mm-hmm. like the use case of where you're trying to accomplish this goal is better in XYZ ways, right? So a lot of it's just like 
fact-checking in a way, yeah. I suppose. Um, so but yeah, it's delicate, you know? <laughs> you're, you're, I think a lot of it is just like, you know, we're fortunate that we have like thousands and thousands of, of videos and experiences under our belt mm -hmm. that it's just like, it's kind of easy to look in the portfolio. And this, You know, I, I understand where this is coming from, but this way, based on experience, holds merit, you know? Right, totally. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. It actually um, makes me have kind of a quick follow-up question there of uh, like, you know, we've had situations before where a potential client will come to us and say, I have a very specific thing that I'm looking for as an example. And then if you don't have it, maybe we can't do work. And so I'm curious if you've had that situation before, yeah. too, where it's like, how do you either showcase that, like, you know, this is the closest example we have mm. to it, but it might not be exactly what you're looking for? Because, you know, as as I'm sure you imagine, too, we're trying to, like, if we're trying to expand our artistic capabilities too, but we don't have that specific example, like it's a sort of chicken and the egg situation of like, how do you mm -hmm. convince clients to, to get on board with trying it, maybe even a new style that you haven't done before? Yeah. Curious how, how you've approached that either artistically or on the business side. So we all know good, fast, cheap, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, in, it's kind of in the same spirit where you got like, you got story, you got direction, and you got your aesthetic, right? So like for clients or prospects being like, do you have, I don't know, sort of making this up here, like a healthcare technology startup animation about a product that's for this audience. You're like, if, if we had that, we would have already created it for you. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like, it's mm -hmm. so specific, but like usually we're able to be like, no, but if you can watch these two to three examples mm -hmm. at cut like this one, watch it for the direction and this one for the story, this one for the sort of style or mm -hmm. aesthetic. And of mm -hmm. course, like mood board really helps like congeal that too. Right. That tends to get them over the hump a bit. So I think it's just being, you know, sort of patient and nimble. And we watch a lot, a <laughs> lot of videos and examples, <laughs> right, too, to just to sort of have that, you know, the Vimeo likes or whatever in the background. Right, <laughs> so that's right. in, in Instagram <laughs> likes, right? Like this, mm -hmm. this, yep. we have a whole um, inspiration channel on our on our internal teams, right? Oh, We're nice. sort of sharing like these these examples for future use cases or opportunities right so <laughs> yeah you know there's not a silver bullet to everything but it's like just trying to meet the middle of that venn diagram like as much as possible um tends to help it is a lot of like showing examples both of like what we've done but also what we aspire to something i say to clients often is like it's just as helpful to hear what you don't like mm. as it is mm. what you do. Yeah. Um, so we know how to differentiate you from perhaps your competitors, mm. uh, maybe things that haven't worked for you in the past. No feedback is bad feedback. Mm -hmm. It's all helpful. Mm. Yeah. That makes and we're always sense. very excited when they share a whiteboard video and go, we don't want to do this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wasn't exactly. sure where that comment was going. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was a it was a slippery slope, but we saved it. It's good. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. So I want to tap your sort of futurist minds in, uh, here. Where do you see the future of marketing content going? Like, w what are you exploring out there? Honestly, like I mentioned before, I really think short form is going to take off. Mm -hmm. And I think something that I personally we all are on social media. We all have feeds that we scroll through and we see what is being churned out. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of like an authentic type of marketing mm -hmm. beyond just corporate Memphis, beyond these like almost flat icons and, you know, basic stock photography. Uh, we've had conversations with a couple of clients that are like, we really 
we want to move away from this. We want to add texture. We want to add this and this. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, this sounds wonderful. Like <laughs> I, want, I want this stuff. It's right. so fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I definitely think that that's a very exciting direction that we're headed in. I do also think, unfortunately, that AI is going to slowly inch her way in regardless oh, yeah. of what mm-hmm. we want, which we've talked about internally a lot. It's really cool to see certain capabilities through ChatGPT or like helping us rotoscope because Lord right. knows that's very yes. <laughs> tedious. Um, <laughs> yep. It's very fun to see those certain things kind of be implemented into our workflow without kind of picking away at our ability to be creative. Mm. It's like a comfort thing, right? Like, again, which is sort of a lot of what we're talking about here through this process is that like clients are like, they're going to get their reps in They're like, and they're going to see like the power of a video in their marketing, right? So it's like, they're going to have a hunger for more. And I think that's inevitably going to bear fruit for everybody in this, in this call, but also like, you know, internally at those clients and those stakeholders too. It's like a lot of our clients are setting up their own studios, their own mm-hmm. creative teams internally. And I think that's, that's a good thing, right? Cause it's like scary factor of, of video production, like even just five years ago, right? It was right. like, sort of a non-starter, but now it's like, no, you, you need to do this. And it's showing showing in volume to, to what Joe's talking about, right? Like you're able to niche down like very specifically to these specific audiences and pain points and the channels and the, and the, and the mediums, right? And so I think it's, it's all positive. And I think we're also here at Gusto really fortunate that like we have our, our live action production side too, right? So like we can approach a client situation with that opportunity too. Right. And I honestly, though, I think our most fun ones are when we're able to blend. And I mm-hmm. think that's where a lot mm-hmm. of clients are going to go too. is like, you really do need the human being a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. To help humanize mm-hmm. what it is you're, you're trying to, to achieve, but you know, stock video doesn't get you very far. And like <laughs> custom is, is difficult because like you need a lot of it to, to cover a 90 second video. Right. So right, right. I don't think motion is going to go anywhere either. So it's really, and that's that, you know, the brand's best opportunity to show off their expression, right? Like their visual aesthetic. So I think it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. I think the future's good. It's yeah, bright. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious because you just kind of touched on it a little bit. Do you all have a favorite project that you've gotten to work on or something that like spoke to you that maybe you weren't even anticipating? Because we've talked on the podcast before about how like sometimes we get opportunities to learn something new that we weren't expecting at all. Like we've had clients for uh, the American Canoe Association and we learned all about paddling <laughs> safely in the water and we did not know that was a well, thing cool. until that yeah. started. So, and we like, just had you, Kelsey on the other yeah. day too. We talk. She's the education director at, at the association, and yeah, so she loves us. And we were talking about animation, and like, shout we out, we know so <laughs> much about paddling yeah. that, like, I'm such a better paddler for it. Right, right. Like, yeah. I can't wait to do that. So, no. yeah, what what <laughs> kinds of it, like projects have you worked on that you were excited to learn from? Maybe we'll start with Nicole like this time. List. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole goes first. <laughs> no pressure, yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a, a long list. Mm-hmm. Being here for seven years has been a lot of mm-hmm. really amazing projects. To sort of piggyback on what Tim said, I think some of my most memorable projects are the ones where we've had an opportunity to collaborate. So it's not just me owning the process, but mm-hmm. a lot of people come together. I think one of my favorite favorites, it's a little bit older at this point, but it's for monotype. What oh. designer doesn't love typography? Yeah, really. <laughs> and- I- I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've been working with them for a little while now, and one of our first projects was to help them launch Helvetica Now. Oh, yeah, so nice. we made their like like commercial video for that. 
and it was a pretty expedited timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, you know, working with our client, one, our main contact was in the UK. So mm-hmm. we took and we have people on the West Coast, right? So we took full advantage of those time change differences mm-hmm. where we would send something at the end of our day and have really concise, clear feedback to start our day the right. next day. So That's again, really cool. and, yeah. yeah, that was like, it was quick pace, but it felt organized and efficient. And it's helpful to have, uh, you know, a client like Monotype who really knows what they want in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So we could dive right in. At the time when that video was released, it was one of, I think, their most successful campaign at the time. Nice. And we have a bunch of hardware. Yeah. No, yes. hard work on that. So. <laughs> yeah. In our Very claw cool. machine. In ah! <laughs> That's a, it's so interesting when like a client like sends something as a return. Like I, I worked for a company once, a video game company that worked on um, like a Willy Wonka game. Mm. And then like after the after the project ended, like we just got this huge box in the mail and it was all Willy Wonka candies and oh, stuff. Yeah. And like the studio oh, was like nice. hyped awesome. for like, you know, <laughs> yeah. three weeks. Right. We were just like yeah. on candy. <laughs> Cocaine, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Joe? What did you like working on? One of my favorite projects that we work on pretty much every year is through the New England uh, Venture Capitalist Association, mm. the uh, NEVCA. They have this big award show, generally like winter, fall, where they present a bunch of awards and each year they have a new theme. Mm. And it has evolved from our first one was James Bond. Mm. Our second one was The Wizard of Oz. Mm. We've done Marvel. And last year we did, my favorite was Alice in Wonderland. And we did everything from hand-drawn animation. It was all in this like beautiful watercolor gouache style. It was nice. We did character work. We did a lot of the marketing material, the posters outside. And Mm. through that, we can like push and be like, I want to try these different animation techniques. Yeah. I want to rig with limber. I want to rig with this mm-hmm. and do all of these crazy things. And they just eat it up. Yeah. They let us go ham and it is so fun. That's it's awesome. so fun to bring that well, in. Venture capitalists are going to go go in. On <laughs> oh, whatever, yeah. So. They're right, yeah. They're they're willing to take the risk <laughs> yeah, too, exactly, right? They exactly. understand that. Big yeah, risk yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always pays off great. And it's a very fun collaborative project through we get the whole motion team involved, which cool. is always a a wonderful, fun thing to do. That's cool. And fun fact for that, uh, a few weeks ago, a bunch of us on the team just found out we are uh, New England Emmy nominated for Yay. last year's show. Awesome. Congrats. <laughs> We're excited. Awesome. So a round, round of yeah. applause. For we'll visually. throw in the uh, sound effect in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so wish us luck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's very awesome. Well, very yeah, cool. Congrats. Yeah. I know, Um. again, well, maybe in the- uh, Did Tim have one? I don't know. If, I don't oh, yeah, yeah. Tip- I don't want to skip them. Oh, the the one for me is the the launch we did for WebEx for their WebEx hologram um, capabilities. And so, what was unique about this one is the you know it's it's a product showcase and and it's technically like not their product. It's through mm-hmm. through Oculus's and, and other VR devices, right? So it's like the software enablement. But then they had this camera mm-hmm. array that does allow for individuals you know, remotely like this to be like in, in hologram, but they didn't have the camera array for us. So it was really like, okay, how do we, how do we tell this story? So a lot of it was green screen and plates and working with talent and like, you know, doing the show versus tell experience. So the way we, we did that was with a cinema robot. (laughs) So like this allowed us to, to do the, the tracking 
and the camera move repeatedly, right? So that awesome. we, could, we could do the layers. And so that was uh, a really a unique one for us using the cinema robot, but then it also just had like a very tight timeline. So it's kind of <laughs> like we, we, we shot everything at Buck's uh, mm -hmm. offices in, cool. in New York, which is a super cool experience too. And yeah, just got to work with a really talented crew in, in Brooklyn. And then we had our 3D guy, Derek, shout out Derek. He was in New York with us as sort of the VFX supervisor. Then we came home and man, it was just uh, the team knocked it out of the mm -hmm. park. And similarly, like that project did really well. And I think it is their highest performing uh, video on their YouTube channel right now, too. That's so very cool. yeah, it's always like the scary ones like tend to, yeah. to bear the most most fruit in a way, you know, there, I mean, there is something to be said about that. Like in, you know, we've had internal discussions about sort of our like our sort of workplace boundaries to be like, okay, we, if we can, we never want to be able to work overtime, right? If a client calls us at six, we might say, sorry, we'll, we'll see you on, on Monday instead of Friday. <laughs> but there is something to be said about having moments where there are those tight turnarounds and you have to kind of really problem solve in a slightly different way. And even if it feels exhausting at times, there's, there's something about the camaraderie that comes through that process and like the things you learn from it that are actually quite special. To yeah. Be honest. yeah. It, it always reminds me of something like um, a, a flower or something that has to grow. Mm. Like it, it can only really grow if there's resistance, mm -hmm. right? Like if, if there's something sort of stopping it from growing and, and like that's how you kind of yeah. get to a better place. I'll just say there's just a bit of an adrenaline. Yeah. You know, when yes. you have those. Yeah. It's a little addicting at times. <laughs> I think we're all a little addicted. That, that, yeah. That yeah. dopamine. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it dopamine. is. But in a, you know, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to I was just going to say that I think the alternative is probably worse. The ones that just like don't have a deadline and they just mm. march on you know to infinity. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we we've we've coined them as snails uh, <laughs> we have our snail clients our snail projects mm -hmm. here and huh. we keep talking about like creating like a physical like race map <laughs> and, like move our snails along along the finish line of the wall oh, that's, that's a great good. idea yeah because yeah, i that might was, steal that, that was like that's a, really yeah good. that was like a follow-up question i was going to ask on the side which is like sort of like what in internal thing do mm. you have that's kind of like that adds a little bit of like play to your day to day. So that feels like one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, I can jump in and tell you we have a we have a cat chat. We all have many chats. kitties. You can oh, see my little nice. cat ah. uh, scratching post back there. there. Yeah. But every day when our cats are doing something crazy or wild or they're just sitting there, we have a cat chat where we just throw throw nice. images up and we all <laughs> giggle and laugh. It is a great little dopamine hit. That's <laughs> nice. awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked on the podcast a number of times about at like the end of some of our episodes, not the interview ones, but like some episodes that we've done, we'll like share some of our bad, bad ideas. ideas that we have. Yeah. Like we pitch like bad company ideas to each other and yeah. it always gets really elaborate and I have, very I have stupid. a whole Google keep. This has been going since 2017. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I really like that. That is so cool. It's, it's the that. way we make describe like a, like a yearbook out of it. Yeah. 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 The way we describe bad <laughs> ideas, it's like, you know, solutions to problems no one asked to solve. Right, you know? exactly. It's like one of <laughs> nice. those things. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking what the branding would look like for those solutions. Ooh, That's yeah. really fun. Yeah. That would be so cool. Maybe yeah. maybe our next bad idea. We'll we'll call you guys and we'll figure out how yeah, to yeah, collaborate. Yeah, yeah. We'll put a project together. Yes. <laughs> It'll I look love dope. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah. I Thank think, you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I um, so I guess a question, a final question we have here is, yeah. you know, if people want to reach out to either, you know, one of you or all of you, what's the best way to get in touch and and learn more about what you do yeah we are at letsgusto.com nice. and emails hello at letsgusto.com 
and yeah, Instagram at Let's Gusto. So I try to keep it pretty simple there. Yeah, and then Nicole, Joe, and myself are pretty easily found uh, on the gram as well. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to add before we wrap up? Just that this was awesome. Likewise. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Yeah. It's been lovely to get to know you all. And, and yeah. it was actually really awesome as a quick aside to, uh, you know, we had a conversation and we were talking about just like, hey, let's, you know, get to know each other a little more. And then we just happened to meet each other physically in person in uh and the oh, Boston right. area yeah, at yeah, Another yeah, Age yeah. Productions, which was that's so right. cool. And it was Shout like, out to Another Age Productions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, look, it's you. <laughs> it's like, I was just emailing you. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah there's awesome. beauty in that. Really cool. So yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, yeah, we, we just really appreciate it. So we look forward to learning more from you and following you and all the good stuff. Same. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.